I'm going to share somebody's testimony, and this is somebody that, uh, this is a big deal for them. Uh, they were prompted over, uh, I don't remember the, how long ago, but they were prompted to give, I think, $1,000 towards the aviation campaign about the aircraft. Yeah. And for them, $1,000 was like, okay, nothing they've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> nothing they've ever come close to. Yeah. And uh, as far as giving. And um, they, they kept getting it in their heart. And so finally they said, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. And they got a tax return and they, and they gave it. Believe in God. And, they, and as soon as the money came in from the tax return, they, the devil was showing them all the things that, that they could have used. That. And listen, this wasn't us telling them, okay, the, Lord, the Lord's telling you to do this. It wasn't any manipulation. It was just God dealing with them. We're talking about following the Spirit, you know. And so they gave it. And I think it was within two weeks. Somebody just walked up to them. I mean, God does things different ways, right? But he can do it this way. Somebody just walked up to them with, with $5,000 in cash Woo! in their hand and said, here, this is yours. God. Hallelujah. And that, that's a realm they have never come close to operating in. And they, they, are, they were so thankful that their child was in on it because their child got to see how God works. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That just bless me, bless me, bless me. And, uh, you know, you get, a, you get a little bit of a taste of, of learning to follow God in things like that. You are, you are hooked for life because you can see how God does things. And you're like, uh-huh, now, devil, I know. You get a little experience under your belt. It causes you to expect to be able to do that over and over and over again. I just had to share that. I just had to share that. Amen. Say it out loud. It's working for me, too. I'm learning to follow the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, praise the Lord. I just, I, just, I don't know. I mean, there's even another testimony. Maybe I'll tell you another one on Sunday. We get, we get testimonies regularly. We ought to share more of them. Praise the Lord. Anyway, so uh, let me, uh, if you brought your Bible this evening, go over to the book of, I believe the best place to start would be Ephesians. Well, I'll tell you, I'll quote Ephesians. Why don't you go to Colossians? Colossians chapter number four. I believe we ought to follow up a little bit on the uh, meetings we had this, this with, with Richard Roberts. Did you enjoy those or did you enjoy those? Such a blessing. I'm telling you what. Um, but uh, I believe we ought to follow up a little bit and uh, basically talk to you about uh, really how to hold fast to what you got. How to hold fast to what you got. So you're going to Colossians. I'm going to quote Ephesians 6.18. I think most of you know Ephesians 6.18. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Remember that? And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You could teach on that for a month, but notice he said, praying always with all prayer. There's other translations say all manner of prayer. And uh, that means there's different kinds of prayer. You look through the New Testament, especially there's basically nine kinds of prayer. The prayer of supplication. I'm going to go through them quickly because I don't want to take the time on this. But the prayer of supplication, the prayer of intercession, the prayer of faith, the prayer of agreement, the prayer of consecration. Jesus prayed that in the garden. That's where you put it, if it be thy will. No other kind of prayer you put, the, if it be thy will. The prayer of consecration, the prayer of commitment, which is casting your cares over on the Lord. 
then the prayer, the praying in tongues, united prayer, and the prayer of praise and worship. Yes. Now, Colossians 4, verse number 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. We're instructed to continue in prayer. You ever heard the Bible say or read the Bible where it says uh, praying? uh, Well, we just read praying always back there in Ephesians. But it says uh, uh, pray. uh, I'm trying to remember the way it says it. Ceasing not to pray. You know, talks about praying always in different different ways and different places. It talks about continuing to pray. And so this verse is one of those verses, it says, uh, continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. So we're told here to make our request, talking about prayer there, that's that's making a request, and to watch over that request with thanksgiving. There's some things that you might pray over and over again about, might like praying for a relative or something like that. There's times to pray repeatedly about something, but there's some things what you pray more than once for and you prayed in unbelief every time after you prayed the first time, it's in all unbelief. Did I make any sense when I said that? If you pray, sometimes if you pray seven times about something, you prayed six times in unbelief. And so uh, here he's saying continue in prayer, watching yes. over something with thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Amen. So he's talking about when you have prayed about something, uh, watch over that with thanksgiving. Yes. Does that make any sense? We'll, we'll, we'll spend some time on this tonight. Um, most prayer is the prayer of petition, which is requesting something from God. Uh, but this prayer, this prayer of thanksgiving mentioned here is not a petition prayer. Uh, it is a, the kind of prayer that, uh, you are ministering to the Lord. You remember in Acts chapter number 13, it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. That's a kind of prayer. Ministering to the Lord is a kind of prayer. We, we, we called it here, when we listed the num- names of the kinds of prayer, we called it the prayer of praise and worship. But ministering to the Lord is another way of saying the same thing. When you're, not, when you're praying a petition prayer, you're not ministering to the Lord, or as the Amplified adds, worshiping the Lord. Ministering to and worshiping the Lord. When you're praying petition, your focus is on you and your request and your need. And that's scriptural. The Bible tells us uh, he knows what things we have need of. Then he says, before you ask, he still wants you to ask. Amen. And so uh, the kind of prayer where you are asking for your need or, or requesting something from God or petitioning God is scriptural. There are many scriptures about it. But yet, right on the other hand, it says that there are other, this, this is one kind of prayer, too, where you're ministering to the Lord. You're not requesting something from him. Your, your, your focus is not on your need, your petition, your request. It's on the Lord. You're, you're ministering to him, worshiping him, telling him how grateful you are for his blessings and his, his, his word and his faithfulness and, and that he heard your prayer that you prayed. And you're thanking him for hearing you. Because the Bible says you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. First John 2, what's that, 14 and 15. He hears you. And if you know he hears you, you know you have. 
Well, if you're aware that you and conscious that you have something, there's no more, no longer a need to request or petition God for it. Now it's a thank you prayer. It's a worship you prayer. And I really believe we need to talk about this tonight because this is how you continue to uh, stay in faith for what you requested. Or, like in the Richard Roberts meetings, what you laid hold of. You might have laid hold of something in the Richard Roberts meeting, but you, you need to, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. Maybe because how many of you know whenever we desire, when we pray, believe we receive it and we'll have it. It doesn't say we'll see it, see that we received it. He said you believe. How many of you know you don't need to believe you received something you can see you received? If I ask you, now this might sound like a trick question, but you think about it a little bit. If I ask you, do you believe you're sitting on a chair? You don't need to believe you're sitting on a chair. You can see you're sitting on a chair. You can feel the chair, right? Believing's for things you don't see. I believe I have a brain. Don't you dare say anything. But see, I've never seen it. <laughs> Some people, I have to use my faith that they have one, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but believing's for something you haven't seen. Right? So, uh, when he said, when you pray, believe you receive. That means you don't, might not see that you received. But if you asked according to his will, he said in 1 John 2, 14, 15, he, you, you asked according to his will. He heard you. And if you know that he heard you, you know you have. You know you have. That's present tense. Not going to get you now have. Oh, we got to preach this because people are waiting to say they have it until they see they have it. And they're still talking ownership or or speaking possession of the condition. And that, my friend, is not faith. Amen. You got you to gotta believe you receive it. All right, so back to Colossians, he said, uh, continue in prayer and watch in the same. In other words, in prayer, how do you do that? With thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. And so, but this, this is a kind of prayer, of, of, we call it the prayer of thanksgiving or the prayer of praise and worship or ministering to the Lord. We're, ministering to the Lord is different than what we're doing in most of our services. Uh, when we sing, sometimes the songs, now there's different purposes for songs. This, this is all right as well. But our songs are confessions of who we are in Christ or something like that. And that that's scriptural. We need to put, put the, uh, the word to song and be speaking it. Amen. I'm not, I'm not preaching against that. But, but a lot of times I think we miss some things because that's as far as we go in our praise and worship. We're really not ministering to the Lord. We're ministering to each other. Right? Uh, and so when we preach and, and, and minister the word, we're not ministering to the Lord. We're ministering to the people. And that's scriptural, right? But I'm just simply saying we can't, we can't think that's all there is to it. That's, that's all there is to receiving from God. Uh, whenever we pray, we have a prayer line or a healing line or something. Uh, we're ministering to the people. 
And that's scriptural. But I'm just simply saying we need to be aware that sometimes maybe we're not getting everything we should be seeing because we stop right there. Paul and Silas in jail in Acts 16 didn't get, they didn't see the results of what they prayed until they sang praises. It was while they were singing praises that the power manifested. <laughs> and if you've never been there, it's, it's not uh, exciting to you. But if you've ever been there where you praise the power down, oh, you just, you just know what I'm talking about. And so um, we're told in Hebrews 13, 15, a verse you're familiar with, maybe not the reference, but you're familiar with the verse. It talks about, let us offer the, the sacrifice of praise to God. What? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips. Not just in our hearts. I have a song in my heart. Well, that's not good enough. Right, come on. Yeah. Your, your mind, your body, your circumstances, yeah. your thinking, your attention, everything, and, and God, even the devil, needs to hear you say something. Needs to hear you say something. Silent faith doesn't work. Amen. Having it in your heart's not enough. Jesus didn't say you'll have what you have in your heart. He said you'll have what you say. And you can say it in songs hymns and spiritual songs. You can say it in praise. Amen. So we're to offer the prayer, this kind of prayer to God continually. You know what that means to me? Uh, this, is, this is part of what it means to pray without ceasing. Remember that in 1 Thessalonians? Pray without ceasing. That just simply means never stop praising him. That's one kind of prayer. Praise is one kind of prayer. But with that in mind, the prayer of praise and worship, if, if we're to pray conti- or, uh, 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 sing and praise and thank God continually, uh, then that means that the prayer of praise and worship is to be connected to every other kind of prayer. Yes. Yes. It's to be connected. In other words, you, make, you pray the prayer of faith, you should end that with thanksgiving. Yes. You pray the prayer of agreement, you should end that with thanksgiving. You pray the prayer of consecration, you should end that with thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You cast your care on the Lord, you yeah, should end amen. that by thanksgiving. Yeah, amen. Amen. That's very clear in, in uh, yes, Philippians uh, 4, 6. Yes. Don't be, do not fret, King James, I forget how King James says it, Amplified says, do not fret, have any anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer, yes, prayer and supplication. And when you're done supplicating, you could go and leave. No? With? No, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You're not done until you've said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now, if you all help me, I'll get happy tonight. In fact, I might do it without your help. But I'll, I'll just sop up some of, some of other blessings. So, uh, really what you're doing here, I like to look at all the language here in, 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 in Colossians 4.2, you know, this continue in prayer and then this watching and then this thanksgiving. I put that all together and I, I get this, watching over what I have prayed with thanksgiving continually. Amen. Watching over what I've prayed con, uh, with thanksgiving continually. Amen. What are you doing? You're reminding yourself. You're reminding the Lord of what you've asked for and you're thanking him for the answer. You know, if you forget what you've asked, you're not going to get it. You're not going to see it. 
You have to continue over that. Watching over that with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. When hands were laid on you, well, I guess he didn't lay hands on too many people. But when when he ministered to you and I said, I got that, I take that. You might have seen it. We heard many testimonies of people that saw it instantly or you might not have. Even if you did see it instantly, you still got to hold fast to that. With thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Amen. Absolutely. There is such a thing as a counterattack, which we'll get into here in a minute. But uh, you you have to recognize that uh, this you have to hold you have to watch over what you prayed or watch over what you received by thanking God continually, reminding yourself of what you received. Because you'll get, you know, busy and distracted with other things and you'll forget if you're not careful. Especially if you didn't see it instantly. The natural tendency is to say, well, you know, it didn't work that time. I'll try next time. No, 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 no. That's never going to work. The devil will keep you on that hamster wheel. You know what I'm talking about, about a hamster wheel? (laughs) He'll keep you on it. I'm going to keep trying the next time. Keep trying. That will never work. You've got to come to the place where I got it. Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you for it. Amen. Thank you for it. And, and all day, thank you for it. I got it. And next day, thank you for it. When I injured my uh, neck, um, I don't know, this was five or seven years ago. Real, I mean, it was, it was intense. I couldn't sleep. I, I, I tried to sleep with about seven pillows. I counted them there on the couch one day. I was like, oh, seven pillows. I was on the couch because I was trying to get into different position. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, such pain in my neck. It was just unbearable almost. You know, you'd almost have to die to, to get better. It's one of those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but, but so I'm just standing my ground. I, I grabbed hold yeah. and I laid hold, yeah. but yeah. the Bible doesn't just say, you know, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life. It says, hold fast. This is revelation three eleven, I believe. Is it three eleven or three twelve? Jesus said that which you have hold fast, lest any man st- steal, steal your crown. That some people believe, well, if you got it and if it was God, you could never lose it. Well, if you could never lose it, why do you have to hold fast to it? You have to hold fast to things you receive from the Lord. And so uh, I, I grabbed on to it, but I was holding fast. Holding on. And so, uh, you know, if, if, if the Bible says to hold fast that which thou hast, it'd be like me saying to Brother Andre here, okay, hold tightly to that. You know what he instantly thinks in his mind? I'm going to try to take it. Right? Are y'all here tonight? And so if, that, if I'm saying that, it's implying I'm going to try to take it. Well, God's, God's not taking anything from anybody. But the devil's trying to take something from you. And the way he comes is with unbelief, counterattack, symptoms, bad reports, thoughts to your mind. And he's trying to get you to let go of what you believed. This is a big deal. Even at Spirit of Faith, Family Church, this is still a big deal. So I laid hold of my healing, my neck, the healing in my neck, and I I was holding fast because the the lies and the hot breath of unbelief down my neck, I mean, yeah, down my neck, (laughs) 
that was not supposed to be a pun, but the, uh, you know, it was, it was intense. I got up and I walked the floor and I said, no devil, you're a liar. Healing is mine. I got it. And everything in the world was screaming at me. No, you don't. Next thing you're going to get is a wheelchair. You think I'm making that up? I mean, that's just how intense it was. And I said, ha, ha, ha. I have received my healing. And I walked that floor praising God. I wasn't, I wasn't asking over and over again. I was thanking him for what I received. I don't know how many nights I did that. I'd have to go back. Maybe I took some notes on it. I'm thinking it was about three nights. Uh, but uh, because, because sometimes things are persistent. He's coming for your faith. And I'll never forget, I got up, at one, I, it, really what I was doing was, I would lay there for an hour trying to get some rest, and another hour I'd have to get up because it was so painful, I'd have to get up and walk around a little bit, and, and it would get a little relief standing up. Yeah. But how many of you know you're losing sleep, and you're getting tired, and, you're, and now you're not only uh, being under attack spiritually with unbelief, now you're physically getting tired, yeah. and you're... you're, you're, you're you know what I mean? Yes, and so I, finally, I just got up and I said, yes. this is it. Yeah, come on. I said, I am, I'm going to walk and praise and just, th- I, I just, I'm not quitting. And I, I really spoke the word and you can draw up out of your, you can draw. Remember the Bible said with uh, joy, you draw water out of the wells of salvation. I got to praising and rejoicing and thanking God and I could feel it welling up. And I kept on drawing and kept on drawing and I was just praising them that I was healed. And then all of a sudden it went out over my whole body, all down my neck. I could feel it like the, like tangible power. It was just power. And it went all over my neck. And I think at that time, by within a few minutes, probably 90, some 90, 99, probably about 90% of it faded away. And by the next, within the next, I think by the next morning or sometime during the next day, the rest of it was gone. I was completely healed. I had to, I had to hold fast. I'm not taking no for an answer. I had to continue. Amen. You say, somebody said, well, why is it so hard to get God to give it to you? I wasn't trying to get God to give it to me. I, was, I had already, he already gave it. I already laid hold of it. And the devil's trying to get me to back out of my faith. No man, no man today has to get God to give him his salvation. He, that's already been purchased. They just have to receive it. And when the devil comes afterwards, like he did for me after I got saved, my brothers irritated me and I got mad and flew off the handle at them. And one of them for the devil spoke up, spoke for the devil and said, well, if you really got saved, you wouldn't have acted that way. Cloud of condemnation came over me that day until the day I sat in righteousness class in Ramah. I'm not kidding you. It's tangible. Just a cloud of oppression, just a heaviness about, you know, condemnation and so forth until I got into righteousness class and I got that darkness off of me. But I'm simply saying the devil will come to try to rob you of your confidence. He'll come after your salvation. Yeah. But anyway, I got to, I got to keep rolling here. Continue. Say it out loud. Continue. So, uh, keep, keep hold of what you've received by thanksgiving. Yes. 
Amen. Hold the enemy in the arena of faith. Can you do that? Yes, you can. Amen. And so you can't continue by uh, uh, to hold fast to what you got by switching to worry. Or switching to checking your body. How do I feel? I had to when I was when I was walking the floor, uh, believing for the he, believing for my healing in my neck. I had to uh, not check. Yeah, yeah. I had to totally disconnect from what yeah. I felt. Yes, yes. And I'm standing on what I can't see, Amen. what I can't feel, yes. but that I know I laid hold of. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And so you got to continue standing. You can't do that by checking what you see, checking, you know, worry and things like that. And so, and you can't do it by changing what you say. You can't hold fast to what you receive by changing what you say. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Maybe between already between Sunday and, and today, you already started letting go and changing what you say. Well, you know, I thought I got it. No, you can't lay hold and hold fast by changing what you say. Every time you think about it and make sure you do think about it. You say, thank God I got, I got what I came for on Sunday night or Sunday morning, Saturday night, whenever you laid hold of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you can uh, release faith by praying. Uh, you can release faith by saying. But if you pray it, you still have to say it. Because you can undo what you got when you prayed by saying something other than what you prayed. Amen. This might seem real simple, but I'm telling you, this is where I go, this is where I go to whenever I have you know, been struggling to lay hold of something. I go back to the simple things. And you'll thank me someday when you grow up. <laughs> I'm talking about spiritually. As you grow up spiritually, you come to the places like, thank God, Pastor keeps going over the simple things. That's where, we're, that's where the rubber meets the road. Praise God. Because you can undo what you pray by what you say, by saying the wrong things. Now, John 15, 7, whatever you do, he, there he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. So notice he said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. So first of all, he mentioned the word abiding in you. Second of all, he mentioned asking. Yes. A, and it'll be done unto you, right? So keep the divine order that is listed there. The word is first. Get the word into you about what you're asking or what you've asked for. Amen. Number one, get the word in you. Number two, ask. Amen. But after you've asked, keep your faith going by continuing in thanksgiving. Amen. What you're doing is you're holding yourself and the enemy in the arena of faith. And what do I mean by the arena of faith? You ever notice that it says over there in 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. We get the idea, because of our Western culture, we get the idea, fight the good fight of faith. Okay, it's two guys in a boxing match. It's me and the devil, and I'm I'm going boom, boom, and he's going boom, boom. That's not the, the kind of fighting they did in that day. 
if you look at Paul's writings, he had been to, obviously, because he refers to sporting terminologies quite a number of times. And he had been, obviously, to the, what we, we call them today the Olympics, but the Olympics started way back in what's called the Greco-Roman games. The Romans and the Greeks, and they had these games, and they continued till the present time. But uh, the, they didn't have the boxing match kind of fights back then as we have today. They had what, it'd be more similar today to what's called sumo wrestling. It's two guys, I don't know if they wore diapers, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I still don't know why you guys look so ugly. I mean, just anyway, um, the two guys in a circle and, and they, they basically, it's like, it's a bit like a wrestling match and the goal is to get your opponent outside of the circle, just like sumo wrestling today. That was, that was the fight, what they called a fight back then. That was, that was, and so when he says fight the good fight of faith, he's simply saying, don't let the enemy get you out of faith. Stand, stay, stay in the arena or the realm of faith. You stay there and don't let him get you out of faith. Oh my, my, my. That will change your whole perspective because the enemy's whole goal is not to steal your healing that you received in the Richard Roberts meetings. His goal is to get you out of faith. Either with a counterattack or with, well, he, he called out that, but I didn't see it. All right, come on. Amen. Or you did lay hold of it and the symptoms try to return. This is just pastoral preaching. This is, this is what people need to hear after the evangelist has been in town. Because if you don't know how you got it, you better find out how to keep it. Because if, if you don't know how you got it, you, you can lose what you don't know how you got. Amen. People don't know that, but I mean, people, people think you can't, but you really actually can. All right, so... Uh, hold the devil in the arena of faith. So once you get the word in you, John 15, 7, then you ask, then you, uh, he said, you'll, you'll ask what you want to be done unto you. And then you uh, continue in faith by holding the enemy in the realm of thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. You're holding yourself and the devil in the arena of faith. How long should I stand until you're satisfied with the desired results? Amen to the results produced. All right, Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Notice that uh, with thanksgiving. With th Why would you have to persist in thanksgiving if there wasn't opposition? Some things require pressing through. You need to understand that. Some things require pressing through. They take a pressing or they, you will not see them. Amen. That's what it means in Ephesians 6, 18, watching, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication, so forth and so on. Perseverance. Pers Why would you need to persevere? Why would you do need to Colossians 4, 2, uh, uh, continue 
by watching over it with thanksgiving. Why would you need to do that? If every time you pray, boom, there it is. Huh? Because every time you pray, you don't see what you believe. But it's not seeing that is believing. It's believing that produces receiving. Or let's put it this way, that produces seeing. Amen. The Bible didn't say what things ever you desire when you pray, you'll see it. He said, believe you receive it. You got to believe you receive it before you see that you have it. You got to believe that you have it before you have it. Or like one friend of mine said, you got to got it before you got it. That's good. Blah, 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 blah. I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, you just keep on listening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way faith works. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. We just haven't gotten real nitty gritty on this for a while. So James 5.16, you ever read James 5.16 in the Amplified? In the Amplified says it, you know, the continued heartfelt prayer. I don't remember uh, the exact language there in the Amplified classic. It says the heartfelt continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. Notice that word continued. Uh, That's not a continued asking. That's a continued, that's a prayer where you, uh, you are continuing in thanksgiving. Now, there's different kinds of prayers, so you gotta, you got to understand, but, but um, the, the thing about uh, continuing in thanksgiving is you are not asking over and over again. There are many people that read that verse in the King James English, and uh, there's several places where it is in Jesus' teaching, I believe the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, not Transfiguration, the Mount, the Mount of Olives, where, wherever it was, where, the Sermon on the Mount, it was one of those mounts. <laughs> Where he was talking about ask yes. and you shall receive. Remember yes. that? Yes. Uh, and then it talks about in the, and people point out that in the Greek, ask is continuous. Yeah. Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. Remember that? Seek and you'll find. Everyone that, uh, that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth. And, and most other translations will say asks and keeps on asking. In fact, I think maybe every one of them. I, I, it's been a long time since I've studied, but most of them will say, ask and keep on asking. And they point out, and they begin to teach as if you just need to keep pestering God. I mean, they don't say it that way, but that's what, you boil down what they're saying, that you just need to keep pestering God until finally he says, uncle, you know, you're twisting my arm. It hurts. I'm quitting. Okay, you can have it. I mean, get, you're bothering me. Get away from me. That's the implication. They wouldn't dare say it that way, but you listen to the way they're teaching. Well, uh, ask and keep on asking. What else does that mean? I'll tell you what else it means. That's in the continuous. If you look at it in the, in the Greek, because I, I, I went to the Lord one time. I said, all right, Lord, if, if I'm missing something, uh-huh. then help me understand here. Because yes, this is the word. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at it in the Greek. Okay, yeah, it is continuous. Ask and keep on asking. Yeah. Right. And, and so I said, Lord, help me understand here. And he said, look up the word receive. Mm. And I looked it up and it's continuous too ask yes. and keep on asking and you'll receive and keep on receiving. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
In other words, the continuous asking is not for the same thing over and over again. It's when the next thing comes up, ask ask for that too. You received the first time you asked, and now on this other thing, you asked and you received it too. Oh, glory. In other words, don't, don't get weary of asking what you need from God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, this is all free. We, we, don't take that off my time, all right? It's not in my notes, so you, you can't take it off my time, right? <laughs> okay. Now, um, James 5, he said he's talking about a continued prayer. Well, there's things you can continue watching over, like we saw in Colossians, in Thanksgiving. All right. Now, and those things that we are... Um, it's those things that we're not expressing faith over through thanksgiving that tend to not turn out the way God intended them to. That the power is not kept made available to that until it turns out the way God intends. A lot of Christians don't understand faith. Faith is operating in a spiritual law. And it requires continuous motion to stay in, to keep power active. It's a little bit like a a jet engine. You can turn that on and get up there, but you turn it off? Maybe not immediately. But eventually, you're coming down. That's the way faith is. You have to continue. Right? Right? So you ride, let's say you're going to California for, for a meeting, for a pastor Nancy. You, you, you don't want them to get up there and say, okay, we're up here. We're going to turn the engines off now. You're like, wait a minute. We're not in California yet. I don't want to land in Nebraska. All right. I've seen enough corn. I don't need more corn. I, could, I live in Iowa. I don't need more. <laughs> right. You have to continue. That's the way faith is. It needs a continuation to keep the power active until... Yes, You're there. Amen. Amen. Uh, and, and if you get that kind of uh, thinking, you'll, you'll have no problem just continuing. You're just, see, you're w- operating in a spiritual law. Yeah. Amen. But it's those things you stop expressing faith over that uh, tends to shut the power down and uh, they don't turn out the way God intended they be. Amen. And... Uh, those are the areas the devil gets in and robs you. Yeah. Amen. Because there's no such thing as a spiritual vacuum in the spirit realm. Either God's power is working there or Satan's power is working there. Amen. That's the way. I mean, most, most Christians, they just kind of don't think of it that way. But that's exactly the way these things work. Do you remember the man in the, and Brother Hagin told the story of the man in, in his church years and years ago that uh, fell into some machine. He was out on the oil rig working the derrick and fell into some machinery. Yeah. I don't remember all the details, but uh, he was basically pronounced. Well, they thought he was dead when Brother Hagen got there. He, he went there and his, his, this man's wife got there and they thought, the doctor thought he was dead. You remember? And eventually they said, well, we thought he was dead, but I, we, I, I, he seems to maybe he is alive. He's just in a deep shock. And so they said, I think we better get him to the hospital. Uh, this is a bit risky, but we're going to load him and get, try to get him to the hospital. Uh, if, he's, if he's alive now, they don't expect him to live even to the right, you know, I forget how far to the hospital. They didn't expect him to live the whole way to the hospital. Well, uh, Brother Higgins said, 
I th- I'm trying to remember, did he ride with him to the hospital or whatever? But the point is, when he got to the hospital, mm-hmm. they got him all hooked up and they, they found out eventually there was a lot of things wrong with him. But uh, remember, he told the story about he would, uh, he would just say, he'd walk the halls and say, no, nah, Lord, I'm not going to let him die. Yes. Remember that? Yes. You know, he, and he began to plead his case and he had something to plead the man's case with. You know, well, he shows up every three, you know, every Easter and, you know, he, he doesn't help at all. Well, you don't have a lot to plead your case. You just plead for mercy. Anyway, but he had something to plead this man's case with. He talked about what the man helped him do. He said he helped visit the sick, helped reach the people. And he, he was a big giver and so forth and so on. He had something. He, Brother Hagin said, I need him. Remember, he kept pleading his case. But you remember that every time Brother Hagin get tired, because he's up there all night, I think for a couple of nights. Every time Brother Hagin get tired, he laid down. Remember, every time the man would start dying. Yes, sir. Remember that? What is that? He had to continue. He had to keep that power active. I'm doing this because of jet engines. I'm, that's one. You have to keep that dyno, that power dynamo going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every time he'd start falling asleep, the man start dying. Can you see it? That's what you need to do with what was ministered to you in, in the meetings this past weekend. Keep it active. Amen. You remember the story of the lady, Brother Hagin told the story of lady, he laid hands on his, or this lady's uh, uh, son, I don't remember how old he was, but he had braces on his legs. I think he had had polio, but his, uh, his legs weren't right, he had to have braces. And uh, he laid hands on that lady's son and told her that power went into, I, that power went right into your son. Remember, she took him home to bathe him and took his braces off and his little legs went out like they, crooked like they did before. And uh, she began to cry. Remember that story? And uh, she began to say, oh, I so so wanted my baby to be healed. Remember, she's crying and the Lord spoke to her and said, do you think Brother Higgins a a liar? You think he's a false prophet? He said that anointing went in. Remember that lady? Do Do we really get what these stories tell us? And, and she said, no, Lord, I don't believe that. And then she, so the Lord said, well, that means that power is working in there right now. It's in there right now. It's working in his leg. And she repented and got it right. And she started praising God for healing her boy. And she's just caught up praising God. And she heard snap, pop, crack in the bathtub, in the water. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Glory. And she looked down, and her little baby's legs are straightened out. Praise God. She turned her faith back on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Do you know what that means? If you turn it off, you can turn it back on. Well, I got into unbelief. I guess I have to have prayer again. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just turn your faith back on. Just repent. Say, Lord, forgive me. I've done that a number of times. Not as much anymore because I don't, I don't quit anymore. If it was worth starting out in faith, it's worth continuing in faith. Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm glad I came to service tonight.
So continue in faith until you arrive at the desired results. Now, you might hear this and say, well, how long does it take God to do things? It's not about how long it takes God uh, to do what he wants to do. It's just that he's chosen to work through our faith. And sometimes we're not conducting enough power <clears throat> to get the job done quickly. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, you, you measure the, the things you desire from God to yourself by faith. They're by degree. Measured to yourself by faith. Amen. And that faith you express will determine the measure of the power that flows to the situation. You can, you can say something about it every time you come to church and remember about it. And you got faith acting, working for you for an hour or two at church on Sunday. But if all week you're not doing anything. Well, there's a lot of inactivity. That's just the way these things. This is a spiritual law. Romans 3 calls it the law of faith. You know, an engine, that, a jet engine that's propelling a plane to a destination, they can turn that off and start, and start losing altitude and coming down. Or then they can turn that back on. And that's, it's just that real too. That's just how much your faith has to be continued. And you can recover yourself. That's the good news. <laughs> I like good news. Don't you like good news? Praise God. Praise God. So it's not about how long it takes God. It's about how, how much you measure that faith to yourself. You can measure it slow and get it done slow, or you can just get with it. That's what I did when I was walking the floor believing God for my neck. Amen. Praise God. So really, faith is the open door that God uh, brings his, his blessings to, uh, blessings through to get to your life. God gets his way in your life through the open door of faith. Amen. You got to open the door to it. There was a pastor that asked Brother Hagin one time, said, um, all right, can you help me with something? He said, I, I've never had much success ministering to people that fell into a coma. He said, is there anything that I need to understand better about how to minister to people that fall, fell into a coma? Brother Hagin said, yeah, absolutely. He said, the first thing is, the, the big issue is, what did they say before they went into the coma? That determines whether they left the door open to God or closed to God. Come on now. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. You'll have what you say. Amen. I say it's going to turn out the way the word tells me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Recently, recently, there's a situation, I won't go into it, but there's a situation where I let go of something and, and, and made a statement to the staff to the effect that, that I was letting go of something. And I got, I, that was, I was busy that day and I went to bed, sleepy when I got home and went to bed and, and I got up in the middle of the night and everything, and I started praying about that situation and those words I had spoken came back to me. And I sensed everything was different in the spirit realm about that, when I was, began to pray about that situation. I'm like, what's going on here? What's going on here? It's like there's no movement. It's like, and I realized those words. Those words. Just like that, it shut the whole thing down. I repented. 
And I said the direct opposite of what I said to the staff. I said the direct opposite to the Lord over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and I got that thing moving again. Amen. We need to be, we need to get our minds renewed about these things. So um, this is how you stand in faith. Remember Ephesians 6, remember verses 11 through 14, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen. There's a lot of times faith takes a stand. I mean, it requires a stand. Amen. But if you're prepared to stand forever, you won't have to stand very long. It's the wishy-washiness and the half-heartedness and the in and the out and, and on and off that causes things to be delayed and take a long time. But if you say, this is it. From now on, my confession is I got it. No more up and down, in and out, based on what I feel. Ah, oh, somebody ought to shout tonight. Amen. Having done all to stand, stand. Stand. I mean, you got to get, you got to get a defiance about you. <laughs> Praise God. Now, when it comes to other people, praying for other people, here's something you got to realize. What I'm mainly talking about is what you're receiving from God for yourself. When it comes to other people, their, their will is involved. So you need to understand that gives more opportunity to the enemy to hinder what you're believing God for. Now, you realize there's a lot of things you can't get for other people. You can't, you can't believe for them to get saved. And there's a lot of other things you can't get for other people. But you can sure make tremendous power available to them. And that power go to working on them and they shake under conviction. But they still have a will. And so your job is to bring them up to that place where they have every opportunity. And you keep all the influence of the enemy off of them to where they have every opportunity to make that decision. But you can't make that decision for them. And their free will still might be set against the will of God. Amen. So because of that, you have to realize because when somebody else's will is involved, you, you, they may be yielding to influences, uh, other influences in the spirit realm. And so there's more opportunity for the en enemy to hinder that. But just keep bringing them up to it. Just keep bringing them up to it. Amen. This is why, can I just share a little bit here before we go? This is why you're going to have to get a tenacity in the area of finances like no other area. Because a lot of those things come through the hands of men. You know, you can receive healing directly from God. No man involved. But you can't receive finances that way. You ever thought about it? What you need is not up in heaven. Amen. What you need in the area of finances is already down here on this earth. It's got to come out of this system. It's, God's not going to counterfeit $100 bills out of heaven. He's not a counterfeiter. Amen. They're not worth much anyway, today anyway. So why would he? <laughs> you got to look at a chart sometime as when the dollar was first printed at, or was it when the, back there somewhere, whenever they first started using the dollar, whatever, and, and the value of that dollar today, it's worth three cents of what it used to be worth. Wow. 
Anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you. So, uh, but, so what do you do when it comes to the area of finances? <clears throat> you want to hear this a little bit before we go? Uh, uh, really, everything you need is already down here on this earth, right? <clears throat> but, see, a lot of Christians, they just kind of think like the world. They think, well, okay, then, then it's just all left up to the sweat of my brow like everybody else. You know what I mean by that? Just my human efforts, my talents, my abilities, and so forth and so on. Not true. I said not true. Amen. Don't form your doctrine from just what you see everybody else doing. Form it from the Word of God. You can bring spiritual forces to bear on the natural realm to cause these things to come. Are you listening to me? Boy, we got to get good at doing this. You have, when, when the Bible says he provides, supplies all your need according to his riches in glory, those riches in glory have nothing to do with $100 bills or the car you need or the rent payment or whatever. Has not, his riches in glory are everything that's in the spirit realm that are available that you can bring to bear on the natural realm to cause these things to happen. Let's just real quickly think of some of them. He said, like over in Deuteronomy 8.18, it's him that gives you power to get wealth. That's one thing that you can bring to bear. Then he said, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it. That's one thing you can bring to bear. The Bible talks about in, in, in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, grace. You know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. There's grace. Power. Come on, somebody. The blessing of the Lord. Then you've got favor. Then you've got angel assistance. Then you've got the authority of the believer to take authority over the forces of darkness trying to hold it from you. Then you've got the leading of the Spirit to show you what to put your hand to. And we could go on and on, but here's, I just wanted you to see, those are his riches in glory. All of that is his riches in glory. If you get good at mixing your faith with all of that, finances will be a cinch. That's really good. Don't let unbelief rise up in you when you hear that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Things will work. The word works. Tell your neighbor the word works. Uh, but so, uh, you know, we don't have to do it just like the world by the sweat of our brow and all that. Um, you know, and don't look around at all that you see or the experiences you've had in the natural realm without learning to put these forces to work for you and form your doctrine by looking at through everything that happens through the smog and fog of what happens down here without the blessing of God. Does that make any sense? Don't look through all that and form your doctrine. Don't look through all that, the people operating under the curse, not you, but I'm talking about people operating under the curse, people operating under Satan's resistance and hindrance, and no blessing, no grace, no power to get wealth, no angels helping them, no leading of the Spirit, no authority over the devil who works against them, working under all of that without the help of God, in this world, remember the Bible says they're in this world without hope and without God in this world. Don't look at all that and form your doctrine about how difficult it is to prosper. 
No. No. We have better privileges than we used to have because of our seat at the throne with Jesus in heavenly places far above. Better privileges. So it's not just by the sweat of our brow. No, the Bible says, he does say he'll bless what we put our hand to. But see, what that is, is you putting your hand to it and his hand comes on it. And when his hand comes on it, that's a whole lot of help, makes it a whole lot easier. But we got to get good at doing this. Mm, I didn't know this unction was coming on me. Your experiences in this natural world where Satan is God does not give you a true picture of your father or his free-flowing supply for your life. You only know God through his word. And he said in his word, he gives you richly all things to enjoy. Freely. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he send all also with us, with him freely, give us all things. Freely. He gives freely. He gives richly. In other words, it's not hard to get anything from him. It's not difficult. I just now started preaching tonight. Amen. Amen. That doesn't give you a true picture of your father. Whatever experiences you've had, people say it's just so hard to get ahead. That's spoken out of somebody that doesn't know how to do it. The mouth of somebody that doesn't know how to do it. Amen. When hindrances come, they are not from God. Amen. Amen. And so many who live more in the natural world than they do, you know, and then in the spirit, they form a religious teaching based on their experiences in this natural world world apart from the word of God. They'll say things like in God's good time. Or, you know, I, I prayed and it didn't happen, so I guess he knows I really didn't need it. All kinds of things. You'll hear teaching on major Christian channels that are directly opposed to the word of God along this line. God's got a timing for everything. Yeah, right now. If you're redeemed from it, if you're redeemed from the curse of the law, that's available to you right now. Well, what takes so long? Us learning how to lay hold of that. Ah, I feel mean on the devil tonight. Not on people, but on the devil. Amen. How many of you know when hindrances come, they're not from God? He said he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. There's, there, because of Adam's sin, there is an enemy, Satan, down here. Uh, whenever God's prepared a table before you, which is his, all his redemptive rights, that table is spread down here on this earth where Satan is also down here trying to hinder you. Amen. And so everything you need is on that table, but he'll try to hinder you. He'll try to distract you. He'll try to get you full of unbelief. He'll try to get you to saying things like it's just so hard to get ahead. Amen. But can you stay just a minute here? Um, these things Jesus said, remember he said over in Matthew 6, uh, I mean uh, Luke 6, 38, give and it'll be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your book. That's going to come through the hands of men. You know what that does? It gives him a greater opportunity to hinder. Amen. That's what we're dealing with right now on this land. 
That's exactly what we're dealing with. A man that doesn't want to listen to God. <laughs> exactly right. You say, well, I thought faith works. It is working. But we have to stand and continue and say, thank you, Jesus. The angels are frustrating his plans. Well, Pastor, I thought you gave it. You, you, I thought you weren't saying anything about it anymore. You gave up on it. You no, 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 no. You don't know your pastor. No. <laughs> I get a hold of it, and it's mine. Not because I'm coveting it, because God said it's mine. Listen, if the first part was right, where He said that building's going to be destroyed, then the second part's right. That's coming into our hands. Belongs to us. That's the way you got to be. Time passes means nothing. A clock that says tick, a calendar that turns the page means nothing. It doesn't change what God said. And you got to learn not to change just because time has passed or, or nothing has changed in your body. You got to learn to stand. But see, Satan has more opportunity when he's, he's got, whenever uh, God's got to work through the hands of men, that means people that don't want to yield to God, Satan's got more opportunity there. I didn't say he will win. I said he's got more opportunity. Paul said, I wanted to come to you, but Satan hindered us. He didn't say Satan stopped us. He said there was just some people that tried to hinder everything. You just got to know that's Satan's work. He's trying to hinder you. He's trying to hinder you getting into what God has planned for your life. But he cannot stop you. The Bible said we tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. And one translation says nothing will stop us. That's what authority does. It keeps walking. You know what that means? And whenever the opposition comes up in front of you, you keep advancing. You keep progressing. You've got the authority to do that. Lack tries to tell you no, and you say, you don't have the power or the authority to stop me. Amen. So you got to learn to not let hindrances or opposition or time passing uh, change your stand or change your continuing. Tell your neighbor, that's just not me. I'm not a quitter. I like what Dr. Frayne said. Faith ain't got no quitting sense. Ain't got no quitting sense. Somebody slap your neighbor and say, you ain't got no quitting sense. <laughs> no, I didn't say on the face. <laughs> How about right here? Slap them and say, you ain't got no quitting sense. Stand to your feet with me. Stand to your feet with me. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You can exercise authority over Satan so that your supply can reach you. Amen. Hallelujah. Our supply reaches us on the, on the uh, authority that we exercise. That's how God operates. He operates on authority. Yes. Where we take our authority, then God's power can keep on flowing to get something to us. Amen. You know, if one person won't obey God, somebody else will. You just got, your eyes can't be on people. No, you just can't be on people. 
I've had, in fact, Pastor Nancy told me, well, this happened, really, I could go into more detail, I don't have time, but uh, there was a, a building that God spoke to Pastor Nancy about, and the, the people just didn't want to sell it, just didn't want to sell it uh -huh. to her. Uh -huh. And so they sold it to somebody else. And now somebody else is going to sell it to her. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Praise God. If one person won't obey God, somebody else is going to obey God. I'll never forget Brother Moore telling the story. This story, I, I, I just, I get, it just illustrates this so clearly. He was believing God for some money he needed, and, and, uh, and it just, just wasn't showing up. Finally, he said, Lord, I know this, is, this delay is not you. I know somewhere, somehow, some, some transaction or some, some person or somebody's not obeying you. So I know it's not you. How I many of you know we've got to stop blaming God for what the devil's doing? He said, I know it's not you. He said, but so, so I just know if you've got to speak to somebody else. And he called, called somebody's name, actually. He, he wasn't telling God to speak to them. How I many of you know that's, that's witchcraft right there? Saying God speak to them. He wasn't telling God. He said, I just know who, if it's somebody that I know would obey you. However you want to do this. But even if it was that, if you got to deal with that person, you would do that. It was in 10 minutes and that person called. And said, God just spoke to me that yep. I'm going to give you some money. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Come on. <laughs> he wasn't telling God to speak to that person. But God was showing him something. He was just making it real, real. Does that make sense? Real, real? He was making it really real that that's what's going on in the spirit realm. Just somebody's not obeying God. Dr. Frain said, I forget how many people it was that the, the, the Lord spoke to. In fact, some of them come and said it to him. The Lord spoke to him or spoke to those businessmen. Most of them are businessmen about uh, giving him or buying him an aircraft. He said none of them did it. Some of them even come and said, God spoke to me. That's not God taking a long time. It's God having to find the channel. But just, just hold fast because God knows how to get it done. Just God knows how to get it done. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. And, and don't put your eyes on people. People are not our source. God's our source. But if one person won't obey, he'll talk to somebody else. And if he's got to go through seven, ten people, whatever he's got to do, he'll get it done. But in the meantime, don't accuse God of, you know, what's taking God so long? Well, <laughs> that's obvious what's taking so long. It's not God, it's people. You got to get that real clear in your thinking. Amen? Men shall give in to your bosom. It comes through this system down here. It comes through men. And uh, God's, God's got it. God's got people that are his go-to people. Do you know what I mean by that? In other words, if, if, somebody, if, if everybody else won't obey him, there's always somebody that always obeys. He'll say, okay. I mean, I was trying to, make a, trying to give these other people an opportunity to get a blessing. But in order to honor somebody standing on my word, I got to make sure it gets done. Here's somebody that always. And that's why those people always get more and more blessed, richer and richer. And other people keep struggling and struggling and struggling. Because it's always no, blah, 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 not me. Yeah, come on. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody needs to shout tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. The devil will, will try to hinder, and his goal is to try to get you to give up your faith. That's what he's trying to do. If you won't give up your faith, he'll just eventually have to say, Uncle. Just hold him in the arena of faith. Hold him in the arena of faith. Amen. Amen. Well, glory. I don't want to quit, but I got to quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just have to get a hold of what the real issue is. It's not God. It's not him holding out on you. Uh, he gives freely. He gives richly. Amen. The Bible says he doesn't spare anything for his children. Praise the Lord. He's got everything you dreamed. Remember, remember that, uh, I'm trying to quit here. You remember that Richard Sigmund book that, that he saw different things in heaven? He saw that, that it was like a castle in the sky or something like that. And all, all of his children's, of God's children's dreams were there. And angels were coming in and out of that. Because somebody on earth is calling for something. What's your dream? Amen. What's your dream? God's got that for you. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've had a number of you come and say, uh, we're just believing God has a place for us in the country. I'm like, I'm with you, brother. Boy, I know how to latch on to that one. Yeah, amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. Well, let's shout before we go tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to continue. Whatever you laid hold of in the Richard Roberts meetings, hold fast to it. Amen. If you had let go of it before the service tonight, don't even tell us you let go of it. Just pick it back up. Amen. Amen. And uh, hold fast. Praise the Lord.